It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Turn up your volume, because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast, with Tony Maradero. 55 seconds left in the penalty, a minute and 27 seconds left in regulation time. Boston 4, Montreal 3, Lafleur coming out rather gingerly on the right side. He gives it into Lemaire, back to Lafleur. The sickest Montreal Canadiens podcast. <laughs> Sports entertainment like no other. Rejoint, on lui fait perdre la rondelle une passe devant. Et c'est la victoire des Canadiens. You found the dogs! John, you found the dogs! He found the dogs! And all together, they worked a young team to the top. And now, a 24th Stanley Cup banner will hang from the rafters of the famous forum in Montreal. The Canadians win the Stanley Cup. Brought to you by Energy Transportation Group. Driven to be different. La TV. It's going to be sick. Marinero on this Monday, April 3rd. It is a couple of minutes past 10 p.m. Eastern. How's everyone doing tonight? And usually on Monday nights, our regular contributor and collaborator is Eric Engels of Sportsnet and Sportsnet.ca. Unfortunately, Eric will not be joining us tonight. But the good news is because Eric is just not available tonight. So he sent me a text message earlier today and said tonight. I said yes. And then he called me and he said, you know what? Something's come up. I actually won't be available tonight, but I will be available on Wednesday night. I said, Eric, hold on a second. We got Marc-Andre Perot on Wednesday night. So let me see what I can do. And I sent Marc-Andre Perot a text message. I said, hey, let me ask you something. By any chance, would you be available tonight instead of Wednesday night? And he said, yes, absolutely. Let's do it. I said, all right. So then I sent Eric another text and I said, Eric, Eric, no problem. Marc-Andre tonight, you on Wednesday night. We'll get to Marc-Andre Perot in just a minute, not before I take a minute or two to talk to you about. Proud sponsors of the SICK Podcast. One of them is La Bit at TB. Embrace your true nature. Brewed in Quebec, a winner of a dozen international awards. La Bit at TB offers quality microbrewery beers made with premium ingredients for everyone's taste and also brought to you in part by Energy Transportation Group, a leading full-service logistics provider serving all of North America, they are driven to be different. Now, without further ado, that man, they call Mapper Marc-André Perrault from TVA Spar. Comment ça va? Ça va bien, mon chum. How are you? I'm doing very well. Besides the fact, as you can see, I, um, my, my wrist is wrapped up, which I did this myself. And what um, it, it, you know what? It's, uh, it's, it's been about a month. Okay. That I feel like something, and um, do I want to know? No, yeah, I think you want to know. And I brought it, okay. you know, I went to the osteo, and um, you know, she's excellent, she did some massages on that area. And okay. um, what we believe it is, is so I work with my laptop, which is in front of me, which you don't see right now, okay. and um, and when I go to actually touch the mouse. Uh, I think it's the position of where I'm seated and the desk and touching. You know, nowadays they make some of these mouse pads with a little bit of gel yeah. and stuff like that. It's got a little bit of a hump so that your hand is more up like this than it would be like that. Kind of a cushion. Correct. And that's what yeah. she recommended that I go out and purchase, which I'm going to get to tomorrow. 
Okay. In the meantime, I find that it gives me a little bit of relief when I have it bandaged up like this. So anyway, got it. It's well, all I'm good. Happy man. that you feel better. Well, it's, it is. It's 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 all good. Yes, I'm feeling very very good. I have uh, a little bit more energy because we're we're eating cleaner okay, in the past yeah. week, and we're eating healthier. Okay. How many pounds did you lose? So I got on the scale exactly one week ago. Yeah. Today, and when I got on the scale. I was uh, 271.2 pounds. That's a lot. That's more than a lot. That's yeah. obese. Uh, that's that that's, bad. That's that's scary territory. And okay. uh, you know, I only have myself to blame. No excuses. Well, just by myself. no mean I was insulting. I, no, no, no. Listen, no. I don't get insulted very easily. I find some people do nowadays. I think people need to learn how to laugh every now and then, right? Um, That's a good point too. Yeah. But uh, let's say it's not healthy. Uh, no, no. So definitely not. And um, so anyway, when I got on the scale today, one week yeah. later, I were able to drop like 15.8 pounds. Yeah. So Congrats. almost almost 16 pounds. That's but good. I mean, I you know, I'm happy about it. I'm I'm proud, but not gonna get overly excited because a lot of people say the first 10, 11 pounds is like it's the very easy to lose. There's a lot of water okay. there. I've noticed like in the last couple of days that you know, I you know, I wasn't losing at the rhythm at the, at the rate that I was losing before, but it's look, I'm gonna I'm gonna work at it and uh okay. You know, at the end of the day, I, I still think about pizza and poutines and hamburgers and milkshakes well, uh, all the time. I'm not going to lie to you. These are things that I'm very, I like fried chicken too, by the way. So these are things that I think about all the time. Don't go to Nashville, okay? No? Oh, it's a paradise of fried chicken. Is that right? Eh? All right. Okay. Oh, it is. Yeah. Um, just well, I would imagine. Away. I would imagine that you're going to be there on June 28th and June 29th for the NHL uh, draft. I will not. You will not I be will there. Not. Really? No, I'm, okay. Yeah, I'm doing so many trips during the regular season that yeah. when the playoffs end, I'm done. I mean, you're on, you're on vacation. It, it, it can always happen. Let's say someone is sick or whatever. I hear you. I, mean, I hear you. But yeah, normally I'm I'm off with the kids. So you'll you'll officially be on vacation. Okay, good for you. Yeah. Have you planned Thank a vacation you. yet for the summer? Or? For me, it's uh, cottage golf. Good. That's it. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. You know what? Um, I actually, I was, I was, I was thinking of taking up golf because I got more free time now than I ever have before. But we'll see. I, you know, it's. I just, you know, I don't, I don't want to play if I'm not going to be very good. But I guess everyone has to start somewhere, right? Okay. If you want to start golf and be good, uh, forget it. It's All right. not going to happen. Okay. All right. All right. Maybe a uh, run or. Okay. Let's talk abs. Uh, yeah, it was, sure. it was, uh, and, and hello to all of our friends and the sick army and the sip community that's watching right now via YouTube live, via Facebook, Facebook live and via Twitter live. It was a performance where I think Marty St. Louis said at the end of the game, you know, it's one of those teams that is right. Um, ready for the playoffs and another one that is kind of like ready for golf. He didn't say in those words, but that's what he meant type of thing. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, that was complete, a complete domination on Saturday night. And when Marty St. Louis was asked at the end of the game, if he could draw any positives, he said Montambo. And then he looked and he had a little bit of a smirk and he said, look, it's everything. This is the truth. Well, he's and, the only one who was playing decently. Yeah. But I mean, have you noticed last three games it's it it seems like this it, it this team is like hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's cousin kevin's kazoo concert in kansas city go kevin or becky's bachelorette bash in bermuda you never have to miss a trip ever again so download the priceline app today your savings are waiting Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. 
Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The, 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 the tank is empty. It's been the same in Philadelphia. It was one of the most boring game I've seen in the while. Against Florida was pretty much the same. Against Carolina, pretty much the same. It seems like this team is not thinking about vacation, but I think they're just done. Like, no more gas, no more. And you can see that they are trying. Nothing works. And uh, Marty St. Louis said it. It's uh, mental fatigue and physical fatigue, everything. So, And he said after last game that, you know, his evaluations are kind of over done so let's just wait till the season ends and let's start think about the, the lottery and next year so yeah so you know it was probably what give or take about three months ago where he said that jake allen was his number one goalie right he said it and, often yeah he said it a couple of times and Jake, at one point, you know, Samuel Montembeau was playing better hockey. And look, Samuel Montembeau is, has been playing really, really good as of late. Right. And I, yep. I think, I think he's proven that he had the better year than Jake Allen, whether or not people want to give him the number one tag. Maybe they say it's a small sample size. Let's see you do it next year because yeah. veterans have the benefit of the doubt. Right. So Jake Allen has the benefit of the doubt, but Am I wrong to think, and only Marty St. Louis knows this, by the way, so I'm trying to, like, you know, read his mind, which we shouldn't do. But am I wrong to think that by him answering Montembeau the way he did on Saturday night, I almost feel like in his mind, Montembeau is that guy now. Do you get that feeling, or am I I'm getting the wrong feeling? I get the feel that Montembeau... Uh, is now higher than Jake Allen. I'm not sure he is convinced that Montabo could be a number one on the winning team. I think it, it's a it might come. I'm not sure it, it's the case right now. But for me, there there, there is no question that Montabo is higher in that hierarchy. Uh, compared to Jake Allen. I mean, you take a look at his number. I mean, he's just one win away from having a 500 uh, record. Montembeau. That's, yeah. I mean, can you imagine with this type of team, so many injuries, a guy who never had the confidence of the team in, in Florida, in, in Montreal, and he's just one win away from 500 mark. It's It's... It's quite something. So, yeah. Anyways, and what is he nine nine oh six? It's not. I mean, it's not good. It's it's okay, but yeah. So, what do you think? No of, what do you think of Montembeau at the end of the game? There's a lot of mixed opinions on this. Montembeau at the end of the game, basically saying that you know, like, uh, you know, he was basically left alone, in not so many not, words, right? No, that's not what I heard. I, I heard a guy talking he was saying we uh so no i okay. mean he's i mean he's such a great teammate he's so oh, he quiet yeah. and, and there's by no mean he would he would do that so i mean even if even if it was interpreted that way you know what the the fact of the matter is between you and i i mean he was left alone i mean the guys yeah but you, can, guy. you can't say that i mean you yeah. can say that if you're patrick Roy or martin brother yeah. yeah. montabo knows he could yeah. not he say has, that. I mean, he hasn't arrived yet, right? A lot of other people would be looking exactly, at him saying, "Who but, the hell do you think you are?" But it does show character, though, if he was saying it. Yeah, but those comments were were they in English? Because uh, in French, from what I've heard, he was talking like "we, we," and uh, we couldn't it. make any plays. If it was in English, I mean, and I want to, you know, sometimes there's, I mean, you can tell if you're listening to me. Sometimes there's a that uh, you know translation that is not perfect, so. Uh, Maybe it was that, but I, I, I'm convinced that Samuel Montabo would never throw his teammates under the bus and, you know, say, hey, I was good, not them, never. Yeah, no, I hear you. Hey, look who was on the ice today, Cole Caulfield. 
Yeah, we almost forgot that uh, he got uh, his surgery. It was it was February first. It was a surprise because actually uh, it was Marty Saint Louis press uh, conference, and then uh, you know leaving Brussels. Hey, that's cool. So we, we don't know exactly how long he spent on the ice, but I mean, if if they allow him to be on the ice, it means that they are ready. Uh, you know that, that, that there's a always a possibility he fells on his shoulder. So to me, it, it tells me that the surgery was a success. Things are going well. His rehab is going well enough so he can skate. He was, you know, obviously not taking shots, not taking slap shots, but there yeah. was a puck at some point, and you know he was uh, he was uh, playing with the puck. So it, 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 it's good news. It's one good news because so many bad news again today. I mean, yeah. it's, it's crazy it is crazy before we, before we get to the bad news though before we get to the bad yeah. news uh why don't we go with this though i mean you're today it may have been like a little thing right caulfield being on the ice and just touching the puck and stuff like that but you know for the fan base it's something to obviously be very very happy about right all oh, cole caulfield's back on the ice i mean they love him here and, uh, yeah. you know, it's not like he's going to uh, play before now in the end of the season, but the fact that he's back on the ice, I mean, it gives, it gives people hope, you know, going into the off season. And that's why yeah. based on what I've been told, they want to announce a contract with Cole Caulfield as well before the end of the season. So, you know, before they say goodbye until they end up saying hello yeah. again, when they get to the draft. Before they say goodbye, it's like before we say goodbye, let's. There's a contract we want to announce here, you know. Yeah, you said that last week. Clock yeah. is ticking. Two weeks away from. I know. Uh, I know. I'm starting little, to look at little, the clock and say, "Come on, announce something already," you know. A little less than two weeks before, or else, uh, or else people are going to get mad at me if something doesn't get announced. You know. I'm sure that a lot of people will be very happy to tell you that you were wrong if it doesn't happen. But you know, it, it makes makes a lot of sense. I know it's priority for. For Kent Hughes and Jeff Gordon. Well, again, it doesn't happen. I mean, it's, it's it's not my fault. I mean, I'm I'm repeating <laughs> information that comes from. You did you not know, jinx anyone. Uh, a, a very reliable. Put it this way: it's not the janitor at the Bell Center uh, or his cousin that told me that the plan is to have yeah. the contract announced before the end of the season. It's uh, yeah. your brother-in-law. Blah blah blah. No, it's, I know it's, it's not that. It's it's, it's you know it's gonna happen. It's gonna. Ha- I, I just can't wait to see how long is it gonna be. For me, that's that's the main question because it's going to be a crap load of money, that's for sure. But for yeah. how long? I think uh, there's three the terms, and I don't this I don't know for a fact. And I've said this before, and I, I've said it to pretty much everyone that we've talked to about it. I think there's three terms um, on the table. I I think eight years, seven years, three years. Yeah, makes you know. make, makes sense. But to me. Eight years seven. Is the man. So his contract finishes the same time as Suzuki. Yeah, yeah, could be, but yeah, you know, they're, they're, not, they're, they're best friends they're, on the team. Hey guys, yeah, but yeah, the... but yeah, they're linked on the ice and they're good friends. But it's not, uh, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't think it's going to be a factor. I, I, I would more say eight or three, but yeah. might be seven, and you can laugh at me after. No, no, we're not gonna we're not gonna laugh at you. So, speaking of the bad news, now, yeah, uh, where do you want to start, uh, Monahan? I would imagine. Monahan is uh, it's a nightmare for everyone because you know he, he always uh, they already had one uh, first round draft tip, draft pick for him, which is great. They could have easily have another one. I think they took a bad decision. When he arrived in Calgary, I think it was December the 5th, with his walking boot on. Like, he came to the rink with his walking boot on. Yeah. Uh, three months prior to the trade deadline. So there was no rush. He was having good numbers. There was The only thing, I, I think, is he wanted to play in Calgary. And we've been told that so often. You have to protect the player from themselves first. And I think that's exactly what happened. He shouldn't have played. It's easy for me to say now. I don't have, like, his medical uh, information. Yeah. But, for I mean, one plus one, okay? Yeah. So he played 
with his bad ankle. He played the game after in Edmonton. He started the game in Vancouver, then couldn't do it anymore. Then probably come son end, a compensé. His groin? A compensé yeah, because he was injured. Yeah. Compensated because he was injured. So there you go. Busted. Uh, busted. Uh, Len. Groin tear. So anyways, so now he needs surgery. Yeah. And for, for him, it, it, I mean, it's it's a lot of millions for him that decision to play in Calgary and then to get injured. And that's going to cost him. I mean, it, it, it caused the team a, a good draft pick. That That's okay. But for him, it's going to cost a lot of millions. Yeah. So, so we'll, yeah, for those we'll who missed it, you know, he had surgery to his groin. And, um, you know, the press release said, uh, uh, Sean est arrivé avec un bon bagage d'expérience. Il était un bon acquisition. Il peut faire tellement de choses. Peut jouer partout et il est très fiable sur la patinoire. Il amenait une flexibilité difficile à trouver. J'espère qu'il a encore du hockey devant lui. Uh, so Marty St. Louis says Sean arrived with um, a lot of experience. He was a very good acquisition. He could do a lot of things on the ice. He can play anywhere. He's very reliable on the ice. And um, Uh, he, he gave a lot of flexibility to our lineup, which is not easy to find. And I hope he has a lot of hockey in front of him. So, um, the last, I mean, that last sentence to me, it speaks a lot because don't forget he has both ankles like broken. He, he, he yeah. had his surgeries, his, uh, uh, sorry, the, the anche, his hips, hip surgery, hips, hip surgery ankle now groin so i mean that poor guy i don't know what's next for him i don't know where he's gonna be but let's hope for him he can still play hockey yeah so you're right out of everything that i read there you focus on that last line and you say you know marty st louis saying let's hope he can still play hockey um we said that about paul byron a year ago Yeah, and he wasn't able to come back. You're right about that. Yeah. If if Monaghan, and the difference being is that Byron still has years left on his contract. Monaghan does not. His contract is up, which would lead you to believe yeah. that the Canadians would just say, hey, uh, have a great summer and all the best to you in the future. Having said that, if he can have a clean bill of health, and I know that's a big if, right? Because yeah. once again, we're talking about a player who in the last couple of years... Uh, hip surgery on on one hip, hip surgery on the other hip, and then and then, you know the the ankle, the foot, and now the groin and the surgery and the this and the that. If he can have a clean bill of health, I could see the Montreal Canadiens saying, "Sean, you had 17 points in 25 games. We thought it was going well. We saw a lot of good things from you. We can always use another veteran in the lineup. And why don't you come back for another year?" It's obviously not going to be a lot of money because there's, you know, there's a health concern there. But let's let's bet Bonuses, on each other. Yeah, know. let's bet on each other. Let's bet on each other. Um, you know, we'll bet on you. You bet on us. And if you're able to play the type of hockey that you played a year ago, well, then at one point we'll revisit and we'll take a look at your contract. Or, you know, we'll trade you at that point. And uh Or when the trade deadline comes up, and hopefully he ends up getting another contract with another team going forward. But I would, I, I, I would do that. I wouldn't be shocked. He's a good veteran. You can tell even from what St. Louis said. He admires the player. He likes him. Yeah, yeah. He admires him. He's a good teammate, a good leader. Problem is his health. But I, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised. I would, I wouldn't say I'm sure, but I wouldn't be surprised. Montreal makes him an offer. Yeah. May, I don't know. It's, I mean, poor guy. It's, it's, yeah. you know, you have to think about the person at one point. It's, 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 again, it's sad for Montreal. They could have yeah. had a good draft pick, but it's for the player. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's, what, how old is he? He's like 29, 30. Yeah. I think uh, he's, I think on. he's 29. It could be wrong. That's what yeah, I Mapper, think. By the way, I'm too. getting a lot of messages about Paul Byron that his contract too is up at the end of the year. Well, what I meant was, 
going into last this, year. Correct. Going into this season, yeah, yeah. I mean, he still had another year left. On he's his 28. He's 28. He's 28, eh? Yeah. I mean, it's it's young. Yeah, it Poor is guy. young. It, it, it should be his biggest contract of his life. Yeah. And he's just broken. Seems like he's Too been bad. in the National Hockey League forever, and he seems actually more than 28, eh? Well, to, yeah. Well, his face and his, you know, his his demeanor, so that 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 helps. <laughs> but yeah, it's, yeah. Pretty, it's been it's been eleven years now. First round, I remember him with with the sixty seven. He was so good, so good, so complete. And I, I, he he went sixth, and I could hear people saying, "Yeah, his work ethic." And no, no, I don't know where they took that information. He never had bad work ethic, so. That was a great choice for for Calgary. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know what? You talk to a once again. You're right. I don't know how that got out there because you talk to a lot of you know a lot of players that play with him and stuff like that, and a lot of players. This is the consummate pro. Like this is yeah. The consummate it was the pro. same but, in in junior. So. And and there's an injury for Belzil, right? Belzil, God love him. I mean, he's still there. He's is his season yeah. has been is officially over. Um, yeah. Uh, fractured leg um saturday it's a good fracture a beautiful block, fracture they said. blocking blocking shots there versus the carolina hurricanes god love them with you know the season over and a lot of players checking out this guy's got a lot of heart man i mean what a story scored his first nhl goal 30 uh, 31 years old 31 game 14 points such a good leader and this guy wasn't shy of you know, trash talking with Corey Perry, with Pat Maroon. He wasn't scared of, wasn't wasn't shy of, you know, speaking out loud in, in the dressing room. Even if he's an American leaguer, he was not shy about it. And guys, they love him. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. He blocked a shot and he finished the game. And uh, that that tells you a lot about him. And today he came in the in the locker room while we were doing the interviews, and no boot, no walking boot, no ice, no nothing. Was not limping. He was, you know, just getting a gum and going in the cold uh, cold bath. So he's he's quite something. And that, that's when we've been told that it was a a, a beautiful fracture. <laughs> so, yeah, you know that is. game in Buffalo when Pizzetta scores the game winner in the shootout. Yep. And you see the guy celebrating in the locker room, right? And I know you loved it. Uh, Belzil is is laughing. It's unbelievable. And the other day, I don't know how I, I ended up watching this, but I did because every now and then I just go watch like old videos over and over and over again. And I watched the one when they eliminated the Vegas Golden Knights on the overtime winner by Arturi Lekkanen. And yeah. you see the footage of the guys coming back in the room, right? And even there, Belzil, he's a different cat than everyone else. He's got these like facial expressions and these laughs and these, he's, he's, you can tell he brings a lot of, a lot of energy to the locker room. He does. Yeah. He yeah. does. And he's another one that is, his contract negotiations will be very interesting. Like, what are you doing with him? You keep him in the national National Hockey League. Do you want him to go down and take care of the the, the future players? But how much money do you, do you give him? Do you take the chance to lose him to another team? Because I'm pretty sure he proved he's an NHLer. Like for the next few years, I'm pretty sure. So interesting. I find he convinced at a later age, kind of like Matthew Darsh yeah, convinced at a later the age. Best example, yeah, yeah, right? yeah exactly. I, I, I yeah. think so. So Jean Charles, 
La Joie, our buddy from uh, BPM Sport and TVA Sport, last week was saying that uh, I can tell you for sure that if the Canadians don't offer Belzil a contract, that there are other teams that will, and I know one in particular. Um, has he shown you enough? I know you said he's an NHLer, but has he shown you enough um, to get like a two-year deal in the National Hockey League on a one-way in the offseason? I'd say yes. I would say yes. Here he, in Montreal? Here in Montreal? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's the type of guy you want to, you know, you, you want to have while you are rebuilding. And uh, he has shown that he's more efficient than yep. other bottom six players okay. in, in his role. And so for me, that that's the key. He brings a lot more, not on the ice than on the ice. Yeah. But, you know, and Jean-Charles, you know, I, I, I really love Michael Pizzetta. He's a really nice guy. Yeah. Uh, fun to, to speak with. Very honest. honest. And Jean-Charles said, if you have the choice between those two four liners, yeah, who do you take? And I know he said Belzil. You want to know what I said? I said I don't have a problem with either of them, but I just get the feeling that there could be room for both being the odd man out every now and then. You know what I mean? Pizzetta plays a couple. Belzil's out for a couple. Belzil yeah. plays a couple. He's out for a couple. Because the value that Pizzetta has, and look, I, I think Belzil... Um, does certain things that Pizzetta can do, and I think Pizzetta does certain things that Belzil can do. The only what where I see value for Pizzetta, I don't want to. I don't like choosing between one or the other because I I think they both have a huge heart. Okay, yeah, and I'd like to see them both in the big. We agree right? on that. We agree, what yeah. where I see the value for Pizzetta is. I don't want Arbor Jack guy being the only one to defend his teammates every game. And he feels like he has to fight. And I understand that Michael Pizzetta is not Jack, the giant killer. Really? I get that too, but he's always an extra guy there who can give some support. Now fighting is down in the national hockey league. I don't think it's overly necessary anymore, but he can bring that element. I would I mean, I totally agree, and I love both. But to me, Peds missed a great opportunity against Florida to show that he can do this job and he is willing to do it no matter what, no matter. And I'm talking about Gudis, obviously. So I, I thought. I don't know. I thought he could have made a huge statement that game, and he did not. So will it be a factor? I hope not for him, and I hope not for us because he's very good with the media, and he's, he's a very nice guy. Like, but I, I'm, when Jean-Charles uh, asked that question, I said, you know what? It, it, it's actually a good question. Did he miss an opportunity to make a statement about next year? Mm-hmm. A shout-out to Playground. They have over 600 machines, poker tournaments, and Playground casino games, daily promotions, and unmatched customer service. Why go anywhere else? Located just over the Mercier Bridge, only minutes from downtown Montreal. All right. Uh, speaking of injuries, uh, Slavkovsky. His season is officially over. I mean, that's something we already knew. Is it not? Season over? Well, I mean, the only option was playoff hockey, but... <laughs> We yeah. kind of knew. Yeah. So, but yeah, Slav, it's, uh, you know, he, he's done. That's okay. That, but uh, what happens to, to Jake Allen? What happens to, uh, you know, uh, Jordan Harris? Because there's two emergency recalls today. Yeah. So uh, Primo will start tomorrow. Yeah. Emergency recall. And Corey Schooneman was the other one. Corey Schooneman. So yeah. that tells me that, you know, we're not, we're, we're going to have, other bad news tomorrow. We'll see, but uh, yeah. So now it begs it's, it's the question: What yeah. in the world has gone on this year with everyone in terms of the medical department? Whether it's strength and conditioning, whether it's uh, uh, physiotherapy, whether it's uh, whether it's uh, sports therapist, yeah. whether it's doctors. I mean, 
look, uh, everyone has an opinion on this. On paper, it doesn't look good. Like, there's just way too many injuries mm -hmm. to way too many players compared to all other teams in the National Hockey League. On paper, it looks mm -hmm. bad. Everyone has an opinion. Some will say the Canadians probably have a medical staff that's maybe needs to be modernized. Marty St. Louis says, hey, it's something to look into at the end of the year. Yeah. I mean, we'll do our due diligence and we'll do our little, you know, uh, our, our little inquiry. Joel Edmondson says, ah, it's just one of those years where, you know what, just bad luck hit us. Gallagher said pretty much the same thing. And Nick Suzuki says, you know, it's and here's he's an Iron Man for the Canadians. He says it's up to the players to keep healthy and be ready. He's not wrong. I mean, he is not wrong. I I don't think there's one player who took it, you know, lightly to be to be prepared for this year. There's a lot of bad luck, but I mean, you don't have. There's no choice but to take a like serious look at the way this team is 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 you know prepared i mean mm -hmm. it, it, it's obvious we'll see i don't know man i i don't know what to tell you more than uh this department will be looked at very closely and you know when when the coach is saying it out loud it it means that they know it it's you know it has to be looked at all right um Yeah, and I just, you don't want to see anyone lose their job. But I not. can't see them come back next year and say that nothing's changed. And, you know, in whether it's in the sports side, they're, they're, they're maybe not going to remove someone, or but they'll add something. They, they won't come back and say, yeah, we looked into it, and uh, our conclusion was, uh, you know, we were hit with bad luck. Yeah, but they're they're going there, to announce that they've done something. There's going to be changes. We don't know where, but there's going to be changes. We were talking about Belzil and Pizzetta, and yeah. I I I hope that they are back. But you have to take the whole group, and you know, if there's no change, things won't change, right? Yeah. So you know, so we can look at the fourth line and say, oh, it's a, it's a very good fourth line, and Oh, it's it's a pretty decent third line, but I mean, if you think this way, there's not going to be changes, and you're gonna yeah. stay with the same staff, and it's going to be the same thing next year. So they're gonna evaluate that, and you know, probably we're gonna have some surprise uh, coaching staff. We never know, maybe, but things need to to improve. It, well, to change it, you know, if you want to improve next year. So. Yeah. Yeah. What you know, seeing now that the announcement was made that Slavkovsky season was over, it obviously has people going back now and talking about whether or not the Canadians made the right decision. We did this so much at the beginning of the season, yeah. but now it's just another thing to talk about here. Um, in the end, he finishes uh, what is it with uh, 10 points and like 34. What was it? I don't have his uh. His hockey BB open in front of me. But I, 10 I think, points in 39 games. Uh, it was 10 and 39. Uh, minus okay. 13. Minus so, 13, yeah. Yeah, so 10 and 39 would probably give you, what, 20 and 78 would probably give you an average of like 21 points in yeah. a season, pretty much, yeah. give or take. Give or right? take. Now, yeah. we know that there's a lot of 18-year-olds that put up more points than that. And we also know that there's a lot of 18-year-olds that put up less points than that. I mean, I think Joe Thornton had three goals and four assists, seven points in 55 games. And Joe Thornton yeah. went on to have a pretty great, long pretty NHL career. Unfortunately, the Stanley Cup. Is he done? Has... <laughs> It seems like he, he played forever. But... Um, You know, so now I, it has everyone talking again, and you know, I, I just, I, so, just one second. I, I remember it was in uh, 2019 that uh, uh, that series between St. Louis and San Jose. I think it was a semifinal. It went yeah. to six game, and I remember when the Sharks were eliminated. I went in the dressing room, and Joel Thornton was, you know, he was like that, and uh, his body, he he looked like a grandfather. Oh really? He, oh, he looked so tired, so old, and I mean, n n no offense to him. I mean, he's he's a stud, but 
you can tell that his his body was like man i can't take it anymore so anyway i just wow. I, I still have the, this vision yeah poor guy he felt he he he, he really thought that he had a chance but didn't work so that's your i have two joe thorne stories all right one of them is is not a great story but it's it's just something that happened i i think it was last year or the year before um my son went to watch the Canadians and the Panthers. Okay. And uh, Joe Thornton was in that game. I don't remember if he played or not. I don't remember okay. if he played or not. But uh, he probably he probably didn't. I'm not sure. He probably didn't. But I was parked on, was I parked on? Was it De La Montagne or whatever? Uh, and I was parked there uh, waiting for him to pick him up. And um, like the second, so obviously he didn't know because now I'm thinking about it. The second the game was over and I was listening to it on the radio. At one point, I just, I got out of my truck and I went outside. I needed a little bit of air. And Joe Thornton was, he walked right by me and he was walking. I, I, I don't know if I, they were probably staying the next day in Montreal. So it looked like he was walking to the hotel. But anyway, uh, you know, he must have left before the game was over because the second it was over, the second, boom, he walked right by me. So uh, there's one. That's not a big story. But my big story for Joe Thornton, and I'm, I don't remember the year. Like, I could guess 2002 or 2004, but I'm guessing, okay? Okay. But there was a year, and I think it was... I think it was the year the Canadians played the Bruins in the playoffs. Um, was it the was it the uh, was it the 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 Kovalev year with Zednik and Koivu on the first line? I don't remember, so I don't remember which year. But on the day of Game Seven, and I was in Boston to cover it. Okay, I was doing some reporting. On the day of Game 7, all the media was around Joe Thornton after the morning skate because I believe in the Boston Globe, Kevin Paul DuPont had a big article that Joe Thornton um, did not have the entire respect of the locker room. Mm -hmm. And there's many who thought that he wasn't a good leader or... Look, it's a long time ago. It's over 20 years. Yeah, yeah. It's about 20 years ago, right? So this but the story something like that. On a game and seven? On a, the morning of game seven. And it's I'm telling intense. you, when I saw him and all the players, and then a bunch of players had to go on the record and they had to come to his defense and this and that and whatever and all that stuff. I said, this team is rattled. And that day in that locker room, I knew the Canadians were going to win game seven. Now, hmm. it could have the opposite effect, right? Because everyone rallies for the captain, and then they have a huge win, and then they say to the media after the game, hey, you know what, just to show you that Joe's got the respect of everyone in the locker room, we all rallied around him and this and that, and he picked us up, and he was our leader. But I just got the feeling that, they were going to be very nervous going into that game seven. They weren't going to respond well. They ended up losing. And you know what? Saku Koivu did really well versus Joe Thornton. Like really well. And um, so I remember at the end of the game, as you know, they make a stand in the hallway, right? Members of the media back yep. then, it was 20 years. I, I don't know how it is now, but we're standing in the hallway in Boston. I don't know how it is now in Boston. We were standing in the hallway to get into the Canadians' locker room. Yep. And um, before they officially opened the doors, I took a peek in. The, I took a, a, a peek inside the locker room so that I can see how the guys were the second that game was over and they won it, right? Saku Koivu, in that locker room, he let out such a loud scream. 
And Koivu, a lot of people wondered, you know, his leadership ability and whether or not he was the ideal captain for the Canadians at the time. But the scream that he let out in that room, I uh, it kind of caught me off guard a little bit. Like, I, I knew the guys would be celebrating. Mm-hmm. It was so loud. It kind of, like, rattled me. You know, like, oh, what in the world's going on here? But I remember that. So I, I'd have to look it up. Tonight, I'm, I'm, I'm the curiosity is killing me now. It's an article that Kevin Paul DuPont wrote on Joe Thornton. And I don't remember which year it was in the early 2000s, but man, it didn't go over well in that locker room. It really didn't. Well, yeah, sometimes, I mean, was it necessary to, to, to you know, write that article <laughs> on the, the night before the game seven? It's, uh, it's I mean, it's it's tough. After yeah. they're gonna say in Montreal that media are so bad and so nasty, yeah, you won't see that here. Yeah, and you you know what? Um, I'm sure that. Um, look at this. You ready? Yeah. It's time for Thornton to get hooked as captain, by Kevin Paul Dupont, the Boston Globe. April 19, 2004. Okay. For the good of his team, Joe Thornton should surrender his sea this morning as the Bruins captain. Truth is, the club's 24-year-old franchise player took one giant and curious step forward, abdicating the prestigious position at 1.32 p.m. yesterday when he sinked out the back door of the club's dressing room to avoid addressing the media. While some 30 reporters, cameramen, and videographers awaited his thoughts and words, Thorne exited stage left with less than 36 hours to go before his Bruins faced the Canadians tonight at Fleet Center in Game 7 of their first-round playoff series. For the record, Thorne was well aware of the media's presence. No fewer than two club employees underscoring the obvious to him. It's important for the media and, by extension, untold thousands of fans and maybe even the odd corporate sponsor or two to hear what he had to say. Thornton's response, a quick pivot out the back door. One out-of-town TV reporter crossed his path in the hallway, requested a comment, and later said that Thornton's only response was, I'll talk tomorrow. Good guy, Thornton, but who cares? Not the point here. The world's full of good guys, and none of them should be captain of the Bruins either. The fact that he is usually affable, is that, uh, pardon me, it's affable, and uh, gregarious, as well as talented and still very young, does not matter one whit when the team that has entrusted him with the sea relies on him to view the world through that sea and not his own eye. Thornton had to say something, not much, but something. By passing on his shot, his silence spoke volumes about his suitability for the job. A veteran Montreal print reporter his mouth agape at Thornton's vanishing act, turned to a Boston acquaintance in the locker room and said, in Montreal, if Saku Koivu ever did that, we would kiss his ass down St. Catherine Street. He could have added, and back, or at least until the posse arrived. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Um, and this, listen... This goes on and on and on. Like, it's a very, very lengthy article. And, um, you know, the last, the last, the last uh, paragraph is 
Give it up, Joe, this morning, and go out there tonight and play the game of your career, unburdened by it all, for the good of the team, for your good, and for a fandom that expects and deserves the best from the best. But you know what? He did not have a good game. Like, you know, I don't know if the Boston Globe was looking for a response out of Thornton just for the entire yeah. city of Boston to propel them to a Game 7 win and Series win. It had the the absolute opposite effect. Well, as if he would do that. But anyways, yeah. I mean, yeah, obviously it was an angry reporter. And yeah, yeah. you know, maybe the timing was not perfect. You can, I mean, you can see that after but the morning of game seven i'm not sure yeah it was uh, it was not appreciated by many by the way okay in ending uh, and i won't keep you much longer you mentioned the word reporter is marty saint louis um more giving with his answers to certain reporters over others this is what i'm getting to did you see this Let's show this tweet. This is Saturday night, following oh, yeah. the Canadiens' 3-0 loss to the Carolina Hurricanes. My friend, Yannick Bouchard, les réponses yeah. de Martin Saint-Louis en anglais sont plus généreuses qu'en français. Je me trompe? He's not, you know, he's, he's saying, no, this is uh, the way it, it looks. Am, am I wrong? No, 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 no. It's, it, it, it's, I think it's just that he, his hockey mind is thinking in English. So I, I think it's still more than one year after still easier for him to speak hockey in english it's it's not a language thing it's not a this french reporter or this english reporter i i really think it's just the fact that he's more allies to speak hockey in english that that's it and i i mean he he might not be wrong i think it was more um you could see more that uh, when he started but now it's you know the gap is is closing but it it, it doesn't have nothing to do with reporters like a, a particular i think it's just a language thing and yeah that's so, it hey uh when i text you this morning can you do monday instead of wednesday right away you said yes wow fantastic you're the best I'm Merci beaucoup. have a great night hey it's almost over my friend see you, you next know time. yeah that doesn't make me happy, by the way. It doesn't it doesn't make me happy, but you know well, it's playoff hockey rebuild. is the it, best, it is so. it is what it is, you know. It's a rebuild. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, playoff right. hockey is the best. First round is the best, so we'll yeah. have fun in two weeks. Cheers. We'll talk to you soon. All right, see everyone. I grabbed the phone because I was actually just taking a look at uh, the schedule. There you go. So uh the Canadians host the Red Wings tomorrow. They host uh the Washington Capitals on Thursday, on Saturday. They're going to be in Toronto versus the Leafs. Um, it's the last Saturday night game of the season. I almost feel like I, I just got to do something different for this Saturday night game. Um, I called Agnello and I said, Agnello, we, we do something different on this Saturday night game. We, we, we do something. And he said, what do, you, what, do you, what do you want me to do? He told me it's his birthday this weekend. So if you, um, you don't have to wish Agnello a happy birthday now because it's going to be his birthday, I believe, on Saturday. But if you would want to wish him a happy birthday now, just wish him a happy birthday now. But anyway, it looks like we're not going to be, he's not going to be doing anything with me anyway. I'm going to have to be doing it without him. And he said, um, you know, so anyway, so that's that. So it's Agnello's birthday on Saturday. So if I'm going to do anything for this Canadians and Leafs games in, in Toronto, I'm going to have to do something by myself. And then next week, they got two games. They're going to be in New York versus the Islanders on Wednesday. And they're going to host the Boston Bruins on Thursday. So there you have it. And then there were five. Um, I've said this a million times, and I'm going to say it again. It's, by the way, it's Agnello, Agnello, A-N-I-E-L-L-O. And if you're wondering why his name is Agnello, which is not a, I mean, some people have that. It's It's not the most common name. Right, it's because uh, he was born Easter weekend, and agnello is an Italian word for lamb. So, lamb of God. There you have it. Hence, agnello. So, happy birthday to agnello. I'm wishing you a happy birthday now, even though your birthday is on Saturday. This way, I'm like the first one to wish you a happy birthday. And if I forget, there you have it. 
Where's my water? Well, my water's here. Okay. My water's here. And um, today uh, I didn't drink as much as I should drink. To be totally honest with you, mind you, this is not the only bottle that I drink from. I drank from another bottle as well. I would say that today I probably had two liters and, uh, and, uh, which, you know, I usually, I try to have four and I try and drink it maximum ending when the show ends, but tonight I didn't want to drink a lot during the show because if I was, I was going to have to take a break, uh, a break to go to the men's room again, but I will take a sip right now. Distilled water with two lemons peeled and at the bottom of this bottle and a teaspoon of pink Himalayan salt, which is what I was told to put in there by an expert. Uh, I can begin to explain it to you if you want, but I won't be very good at it. I know I'm going to make some mistakes, but it goes something like this. Uh, Our soil has been damaged in the last hundred years and we're not nearly getting as many minerals out of our food or out of our soil that we used to so pink himalayan salt supposedly has some of these minerals and you'll get about 90 minerals in pink himalayan salt i i hope what i just told you kind of makes sense because that's what was explained to me and uh that's it that's why i'm having that uh, why is it distilled water instead of regular water? I've been told that it's, uh, it's just cleaner. That's what I was told by the person who is consulting me. And, uh, I think there's no fluoride. Um, but, uh, yeah, anyway, so I'm going on the advice of, of someone who, when, you know, in next little while here, I'll introduce the person that has been guiding me so far one weekend. And there's been a lot of support. As a matter of fact, they have Zoom calls, I think, two to three times per week for support. And he checks in. He sends me a text message. It's, 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 you know what? It's, it's like I'm being coached, right? It's like I have a coach next to me all the time. And, and it's, it's pretty cool. Okay. It's pretty cool. Um, it was difficult when I went to breakfast earlier this morning. We had a business uh, breakfast with uh, Agnello and uh, and a couple of other uh, colleagues, and uh, they were eating in front of me, and uh, I was having water and more water and more water because the program I'm on, you skip breakfast and you have lunch at like 12 or 12.30 or 1, and then you have supper at 6 or 6.30 or 7, two meals, six hours apart, and then so you six hours on, eight hours off, no snacks in between. That's what I'm doing. I'll go into more detail at uh, one point and hopefully I can, uh, says, uh, Bubba, Tony, how much weight have you lost this past week? Um, 15.8 pounds in one week. All right. Um, some are saying it's too fast. What do you want me to do? You want my buddy, my body to something you need to know about me. I can lose weight very fast, but very unfortunately, I can put on weight even faster, all right? So that's the bad part, okay? So anyway, um, we'll get to that. There's so so much to talk about. Uh, uh, I juiced and lost 70 pounds in three months, which is, you know what? It's... It's awesome, but you're not going to be able to juice for the rest of your life. That's the challenge, right? All right, okay. Agnello, bring up, uh, and Sammy, bring up, uh, well, why don't you actually, guys, come up on the screen. We've got uh, three or four minutes left in showtime here. What's I'm, actually, I'm actually missing, you know, the final of March Madness because of this. Can you give me a score? What? Uh, how's UConn doing? It's a blowout, 47-35 for UConn. They're winning by eight, and you're telling me it's a 12, blowout? 12, 12. Oh, oh, 47.35, pardon me, 47.35 by 12. Yeah, 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 no. Yeah, they, well, they. I think they were seven, seven and a half point favorites, right? They were yeah. expected to do this. Well, San Diego wasn't supposed to be there, so. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so uh, the family's in the other room, mm-hmm. and they're actually watching uh, watching the game, all right? Yeah. Um, 
my God, Bob Malosh's comment. I'm speechless. I I don't think I should. Uh, I should. Uh, uh, yeah, block, we're gonna block him. Yeah, yeah, you're gonna have to block him. Yeah, yeah. You know, he just said a joke that's that could be offensive to those who are you're reading. But then again, I mean, pretty stupid joke. Yeah. Well, listen. You know, sometimes in life, you you have to try jokes, and they don't always go over very well. Sometimes they work. Sometimes they don't. I mean, it happens to me too. Sometimes I say a joke, people laugh. Sometimes I say a joke, people don't laugh. Sometimes I say a joke, people take it the wrong way. Yeah. Right. Yep. I said something on 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 Twitter earlier tonight, which was meant as something that I thought was funny. And you know, well, they mentioned yeah. it. Somebody mentioned it in the chat. A couple of people. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe you know, some didn't take it as a joke. But listen. I think if you know me, I think if people know you, they should. Yeah, exactly. They should expect that. If they don't yeah, know. The story, that's right? that's uh, yeah, that's what I think. it is. But anyway, listen, hey, what can you do? You, you, what can you do? I'm not going to, you know, it is what it is. Uh, or it, now everyone's in the chat. Now they all got their opinions on intermittent fasting and fasting and this and then whatever and all that. You turned folks, it into a diet podcast. You see everyone, folks, everyone. There's no one way to lose weight there's one way to gain weight okay you just eat all the wrong things you're going to gain weight and if you eat a lot of it you're going to gain weight there's no one way to lose weight there's different methods about 10 years ago i lost 40 pounds in three months and the way i did it was i think i ate five to six meals a day like i was eating every two hours but i was eating small and 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 clean Okay, small and clean. My wife has lost, I think, 72 pounds since May. She's done it with her three meals and two snacks. She cut out the carbs for the first six or seven months, and now she'll have carbs like once a week and have a cheat meal once a week. You know, I know in yellow, this morning he went for breakfast. He ordered a, a plate of uh, of uh, two hey. eggs. He took his phone. He opened the, his app. He's got a certain app. I don't remember which one it is. It doesn't matter. We don't have to give them publicity. He opened the app. He put it right over the eggs. Boom. It told them it's 180 calories. Yes. You entered your weight. You entered your desire weight. And by which date you want to get to that weight. And it tells you that you have to eat about 1,600 calories a day. So everything he wants to eat, he opens the app. He basically puts it over his food. It tells him how many calories. And then he knows how many calories he has left for the day. The one that I'm doing is different. Um, I'm eating clean. I'm eating clean. Justin wants to know if I'm doing phone calls. Now, Agnello, I'm I'm not taking phone calls tonight. uh, Or that wasn't the plan anyway. And by the way... A shout out to matrixhomefitness.ca because now it's really starting to come in handy. Um, you bring it home, you discover a club quality workout in the comfort of your own home. Visit matrixhomefitness.ca and Yellow's got the elliptical and I have the rower and I have the treadmill. And we both said to ourselves that we were going to get the bike sometime soon. My buddy uh, Enzo sent me a text message yesterday showing me a picture. There's a, uh, in the fitness room, there's a, a matrix uh, spinning cycle and he goes Tony this is he, hey he was on it for two hours yeah, a lot of people love that stuff he was on it for two hours and seven minutes and I said two hours and seven minutes I, I can't personally I like bikes too but the spinning cycles I find is very uncomfortable for me when I sit on it hurts my bum and he said yeah yeah of course it hurts everyone's bum but then you get you get used to it my God, I think I'm going to get censored for just that snippet of like four or five seconds. But anyway, uh, so he said, no, no, I, I can't get off until I lose 500 calories. And he lost 500 calories after two hours and seven minutes. So he stayed. That's uh, that's a long time to stay on a bike, boy. That's Let me tell you. to stay on a bike. Yeah. Yeah. So. Okay. If this was an adult show, I'd say another joke, but I, I won't because it's not, it's not an adult show. But, you know, it is. It is 11 o'clock at this point. So we're not taking any calls right now. Like if somebody would want to talk to me, we're not taking the call or what are we doing here? Whatever you want to do. No, but I mean, somebody said, is he taking calls? Look, folks, we're not set set up right now to take calls. Okay. Okay. But if someone called in, 
It'll ring. Well, yeah, we have it on Do Not Disturb now. We'll have to take it off. And Mositumo. Well, yeah, because the phone rings all night, so we have to take it off. Okay. Why That's don't what we? Hap- what happens with the? Which is funny. Yeah. People watch the podcast tomorrow morning, and they still think you're live, so they're calling you when the podcast is on at ten o'clock, eleven o'clock. Oh wow! I never thought of that, Agnello. Really, yeah. eh? Yeah. So we have like 150. When I come back, we have 150, 200 calls missed. Wow. Wow. Okay. All right. Okay. So anyway, uh, usually what we do is we usually take calls after the game. So, right. I know that tomorrow we're set up to take calls. We could have taken calls even now, but I didn't know that by the way. So, which is, uh, uh, which is, which is pretty cool. All right. Okay. So, you know, we could, we could, Whoever wants to call tonight, like Justin was sending out an SOS for 66 spinning, which is Stefan in Quebec City to call. But, you know, we can take the call tomorrow night. This yeah. way, I can watch the rest of March Madness, even though UConn is running away. Right? Yeah, I agree. Tomorrow, right. again, we'll take the calls. Special thank you to all of you for your continued support. Thank you very much. We love you all, all, all. And I've told you that we're going to get together in the next little while here. And then Yellow and I have already discussed a date. Don't uh, say it. No, I will not say it. I'm not saying the date. But I think it's, uh, I think it's the right date. And, uh, and um, we're going to get together. And because I know like a lot of people here on this chat, there's, you know, they, they, they haven't been able to put a face to a name. They're saying, hi, 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 and all that stuff. And so, uh, and that's, you know, so we're going to, we're going to do so. So everyone could actually get together and have a good time and, uh, and have a beverage. All right. So special thanks once again, everyone, uh, they're Cavallaro. I'm Marinaro, the sick podcast. If you can like it, share it. And message sick, S-I-C-K, if you like what we're doing. We're having a blast. Talk to you again tomorrow, same time, same place, 10 p.m. Eastern. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the Sick Podcast with Tony Marinero on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. The Sick Podcast is brought to you by Energy Transportation Group. Driven to be different. La Vida TV. Embrace your true nature.